0: From the creators of Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast.
1: It's a week of Friday, July 11, 2014, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and today's episode is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. So maybe you've got a great idea for business or want to start selling your products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner looking for new customers, or maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy wants to help you kick butt online. (laughs) As the world's number one domain registrar, GoDaddy currently manages over 57 million domains, Plus, they provide award-winning 24-7 customer support. Anytime you need help, just pick up the phone. If you've ever dreamed of building your own website, there's never been a better time. Right now, GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com domain for just $2.95. So you can start your website today. You just go to GoDaddy.com, enter the promo code RELEVANT to save 80% and get your own.com for just $2.95. You can see the website for details. That's promo code RELEVANT and GoDaddy.com. Well, like I said, I'm uh, Cameron Strang. Here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie
2: Pop-Pop Couple. Nice to see you, Cameron. Hello. Uh,
1: over there on the ones and twos, back from paternity leave. yeah, yeah. All right. Chad Michaels, I haven't lead. slept in two weeks, but it feels good to be back, guys. Chad, things got crazy here. We'll talk more. So about I that. heard on the Skype line <laughs> from Loveland, Virginia, Jesse Carey.
3: Hello, hello. Ooh, that was <laughs> and, it up.
1: and really representing a shift for the next week or next month. Sorry, uh, Shauna Aniquist is on summer vacation, so it's time for. <laughs> So filling in for Shauna yeah. from Nashville, Tennessee, this is exciting for us. Tyler Huckabee.
4: Hey
2: guys! And
1: all the girls listening just went
2: stop, <laughs> or just tweeted it. And be like, oh, we really missed the female voice on the show. <laughs> We uh, know we you know, female we voice went on vacation. <laughs> we, yeah. we didn't try to <laughs> You're like not alone. We didn't say, "Get out of here. We have to wreck the show for a month. We said <laughs> like we said, Please we stay. know how
3: weird things get within the first five to seven minutes. Yeah, we're when well not We're a, a female well, voice. At present. I think I think many women are surprised at
5: how much i can I can mimic a female voice, so I wouldn't be too concerned about it. I think
2: that's what they're talking about. yeah, it's just the the sound of the voice. Well, so it's yeah.
1: Tyler can do the tone. You, mm-hmm. Eddie, you have the sensitivity of a female. Thank you. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> you're, you're very, very you, maternal. I've hey, thought, I've I thought really that love you, Cameron. Thank you. And kind. Y- if I there's
3: one you. thing like, like I think of when I think of Eddie, I think motherly. <laughs> <laughs> Matron. You know, I missay that. Matronly. <laughs> <He's> very
4: matronly.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of matrons, uh, Chad, you're a dad. Yes. Yeah. And I have a new girl. So I, you know, I'll, I can um, add to that conversation. Yeah. Okay. two weeks, You're
2: two so weeks in. I'm two weeks in. What's been, well, Cameron, I interrupted. You had something to say. Say yes. No. Well, what's the biggest? What's surprised you the most? Big thing, little thing.
0: I am shocked at, at uh, how dirty diapers can actually be. Oh yeah. Oh, they um, only get worse. They only get worse. I've heard, but I wait till the I've smells come a master in. Master expert at changing a Hold dirty on, diaper no in doubt.
1: the middle uh, no, of hey, the night. Hey,
3: oh. let, let me back you up there, man. Two weeks in, trust <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. You you're
1: you're dealing with applesauce, buddy. <laughs> you. I mean, did not, is it smelling? know
3: solid foods get into the picture. Yeah. Let's yeah. not let's not go there because this is the kind of Facebook thread that I hate. Yeah. like dirty diaper. Thread talk,
5: right, 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 right. But, that's but, that's but I hear where you're coming to this. Yeah,
2: but but,
3: it, but it, okay, it. Hey, but don't get too cocky. It happens to all parents. Let's just say you'll be humbled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At some point, it's going to be like you're changing the diaper of an adult man.
4: <laughs> it gets really serious, <laughs> oh.
2: and
1: all the female listeners just yeah. stop. There.
2: Boys yeah.
0: are in summer
5: poop talk. Yeah. Shauna would have said it if any. <laughs> <yeah,
0: it's> <laughs> I'm amazed at how well I can function with little sleep. I, yeah, I will say because you just you don't re- like you just have to. You don't have a choice. Well,
1: was like Edison slept like 45 minutes a day or yeah, somebody? Da I mean,
0: that was Da Vinci. Right. Oh, okay. But it was like, yeah, you do like half an hour here and yeah, then you're up for And then you realize like, okay, this next 45 minutes, I'm going to catch up on social media and I'm not going to sleep. And then you regret that decision later. And yeah, yeah you just your, sleep when you can. Your like.
2: capacity gets stretched pretty significantly, yeah. pretty quickly. So but how I, much is she? she
0: is she's sleeping She's sleeping really well now. She's sleeping like three, three and a half hour chunks at night, which oh, is that's great. Pretty great. Um, so I'm, I'm really into that. Uh, I've been disciplining her and training her very well good. already like good. yelling yeah. and spanking um, a lot, lot, lot of timeouts um i took all of her uh, i took all of her music away from her yeah to uh let her know that i was in charge yep. that was actually did you find
3: did you find a bad secular cd in there and you're like you're not having anything now. i found
0: a dave matthews cd in there and so we went to a <laughs> uh, a bonfire uh, where i had her. You throw had it had to break it you, you Wait, break you had, it and then you throw it in
1: hold on, hold on you guys burn the cds Oh yeah, well, because what about the toxic fumes? Oh, we didn't point. care about the environment.
5: So we what would, about the toxic fumes getting into your soul camera? Bingo. We
0: we would break the CDs and, oh, and that's pretty good. Throw them away, but they're <laughs> so sharp and pointy, you could get hurt.
1: Yeah, but there's but they, something they cool, therapeutic like, just, about the the breaking of the bond that the had over your life. Have you yeah. really ever broken a CD? Are you kidding? God. Have you not, Eddie? This why, is...
2: Uh, why would I ever do that? Eddie, it? I, I, I'm I literally literally Mark Pickett it. gave me Run DMC Raising Hell for my fifth grade birthday, and my mom and dad were like, oh, that's cool. I, I heard about them. Like, I was allowed to listen to or watch anything I wanted.
0: But you've never broken a CD just out of curiosity? To this
1: day, no. my parents don't think I listen to secular music. You don't. I was no. never allowed to
2: growing up. Do they know what Lollapalooza is? Do they think it's just they some sort of They Christian... look the
1: other way about
2: things. They just... <laughs> do, they they, read, do they read the magazine? No, or do they, just they don't. You no, know? <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Bands that are in the They think you're well. going to Icthus really <laughs> <laughs>
1: Lollapalooza—it's kind of like an arts festival in yeah, Chicago, Mom. It's wonderful.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's great, honey. I just can't wait. <laughs>
1: yeah, arts—that's
4: neat. Take your brother. Take
1: your brother. Yeah, no.
4: Everything great. was
1: everything was cloak and dagger, man. It was like if you—for uh, me, I'm assuming you're the same way. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had to sneak that. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. yeah. you See, remember? You're, you're
3: the kind of house I'd like to go over because they would be like, "Hey, man, my mom—I think she's going to find this. She's been looking for it." I, I would come home from friend's house like you guys with like an armful of like no effect
4: CDs and I thought it was great. <laughs> no, I I, yeah. oh,
0: I didn't give away. I, I had great hiding places. Yeah, you hide them and then you find like, you know, the second radio station and you make the cassette tape uh, dubbings. Totally. Oh, of the of top 40 totally. songs totally. at night, you know, in case, oh, case sure. they come on or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. You store that away or play it in your car. Yeah. Oh. yeah but did you ever get, would write like Herman on it.
5: Because I had my, my parents found my Aerosmith CD and yeah. I was <laughs> grounded. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Aerosmith? Which yeah, Aerosmith I CD? I wasted
5: my non-Christian CD on a band like Aerosmith. I know, <laughs> man. <that's
3: laughs> you could that was have chosen anything. The, the, I think they were just punishing you for owning an Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah. and to do with the moral
0: decision. Tyler, if it makes you feel any better, I got uh, in trouble for my Kmart purchase of the first Hootie and the Blowfish CD. What, okay. What
4: <laughs> no was, way. What oh, was the course. first
1: secular CD or tape that you bought with your own money secretly? Uh, Mariah Carey music box. Oh, okay. the sh-
2: you still feel Do that you shame? Right? <laughs> no,
1: I'm very proud of that
2: selection. God,
1: Tyler, what about you? Dream spent blocker. your own money on it first. In the secret. first secret. <laughs>
2: spent my own money on it. Yeah, in
1: secret.
5: <laughs> um, I think it was. Ma- I think it was Matchbox Twenty. Oh, how old are you? I'm 29 years old.
1: How old were you? Well, that would be like 98, maybe <laughs> yeah, 97. 18,
5: well, I didn't. Well, here's here's what it is. Here's what it is. My grandparents. My grandparents owned a little Christian bookstore. So I would work for most of my CDs and then they would give me that that Jennifer Knapp CD or DC talk yeah. or, or whatever it was. So I didn't have to pay money. So they paid you in until music. I started getting outside of the Christian music CD scene, at which point I bought Mad Season by Matchbox 20.
2: Just let me get a quick survey of the room, though. All four of you weren't allowed to listen... Correct.
3: (gasps) No, I
2: I, 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 had full reign.
4: Oh, okay.
0: But I would always try and find... I would always try to find the loophole, like, take six. They were... Not a secular band, but they weren't really a Christian band. But I remember I bought one of their albums and it featured Queen Latifah on uh-huh. it. Oh, so yeah. it was kind of like 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 the Christian All for One Boys to Men. Uh-huh. So I, I could buy that. Yeah.
1: Did,
3: did you just play that, the Queen Latifah track, over and over Over and <laughs> over and over you again? You know I, know, I know what, yeah, they're trying to hide from me now.
1: The first secular tape I bought was the Fat Boys.
4: Oh, yeah. In yes. the mid 80s, oh, okay. 84, 85.
1: Great. I was like nine. And then that was at we were on vacation. I was with my cousin who's three years older, and we went to a music store. So she was like middle school, and I, I like got a tape. And then my first CD I bought was De La Soul's uh, oh, Three Feet High and Rising." Nice. Yeah. Oh, first that's,
0: first CD yeah. like in general, first secular CD. Okay, what I was I ever the bought? first CD you ever bought? Um, Do you I didn't that? buy those. I mean, if it was Christian
1: music, my mom was like. Pushing that stuff on me, so yeah, right. I, I don't remember the first one for I him.
0: Basics of
2: life. You bought that with your own money.
4: Heck yeah,
0: seventeen ninety five. Christian <laughs> <Puxel>. <laughs>
1: For
4: yeah, real? Yeah. Remember
3: when CDs were like twenty bucks? Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> my first CD I ever bought was uh, bad. Michael Jackson. So I was always pretty. Ah, fun about that's nice. That. That's easily the coolest one. Yeah, I was. Pr- I've always been really happy about that. However, my first concert was New Kids on the Block. So I have the full range of like good and bad musical experiences. I don't
1: remember my first concert because like Christian music concerts was just like. I, yeah. When I was three months old, my parents took me to the Jesus Music Festival. So Great it was just man. like, I mean, like. Who, just, who
3: played there? I don't remember. How many, how many times
1: were
2: you saved during that? <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Every I got saved. Down every head now,
3: every eye
2: closed. <right> <laughs> <laughs> I see you,
3: son. Yeah, I, I got saved probably. The, ca- th- 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 the countdown from 10 to 1 starts.
2: Come on. I see that hand <laughs> in the back. Drama
1: Three times does. a year, I probably got saved. Hallelujah. Yeah. coming
2: up to the front Because at,
1: at school, we would have, like when I went to the Christian school, we would have kind of like revival services. So we had to like get saved then. And then youth group, we would always have summer camp, but always get saved then. And then there would always be some other time. I just felt convicted in the yeah. year. That I needed to get saved yeah. So the was,
2: was there ever a discussion about like once saved, always saved versus this? Uh, yeah,
3: it was always just better to be sure in the moment. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because like, I don't know. The you last could
1: drive time. home tonight and get in a car wreck. And are you sure? Right. Are we, you sure? I don't know. Right. I don't
3: know if it took last
1: time. Yeah. I've I been wish, listening to my hoodie and the blower. I'm sure
3: about a lot of things. I'm 12 years old.
1: I'm buying De La Soul. What if that? What if that kind of? Yeah. yeah it disqualifies it.
3: undid it.
2: I wish we'd all been ready.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, and, I, and I was sure until they asked the question. And all, I don't know all of us. You all know. You know now that in. you put
2: it like that. I don't. You know. I
1: would. I want to be sure.
3: I say a little prayer every day just to make sure.
4: <laughs> yeah. Just what, little... what harm
3: could it possibly do? Yeah. I throw in the 1970s Left Behind movie. Watch Uh-oh. that. Scare myself straight and <laughs> correct it every That's morning. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I carve out about two and a half hours.
1: Well, uh, speaking of music, we need to move on. Speaking of music, though, we have a great show for you today. Coming up later, we talk to The Fray. The uh, Fray huge band. Uh, and Isaac Slade, the lead singer, is uh, a friend and he's a believer and they're is he sure he is? I don't know. We'll, we'll, ask, ask, we'll ask, him. ask him. We'll ask him.
4: we ask him. Did we ask him about it? That's ask the first question, that. Isaac. And,
1: and after that, we have a special game coming up <laughs> because this week marks the 25th anniversary of a certain show about nothing. And so yeah. we have a game coming up later to mark the occasion. Very exciting. Um, but before that, uh, Jesse, we got to do a little housekeeping. Um, okay. The last couple weeks, you know, while Chad was away you kind of ran wild with your lament and essential hate for soccer, soccer fans okay. Okay. and the world cup.
3: And I stand by every word that came out of my mouth.
1: You and then Eddie jumping onto it okay. last week. I just didn't want to leave my man out. In the yeah. Cold. Uh, and Tyler really the first week. I mean, you guys all.
2: Yeah. And then, and, are, and then
1: also you. Yeah. A little bit. So okay. here's the deal. <laughs> a certain portion of our listeners took, umbridge with this they were probably wearing umbros and they had umbridge <laughs> with, umbros and with with yeah. with, <laughs> and, with, with this and uh <laughs> One in particular, long time hey, listener. by the way, that's
3: another reason I hate soccer. Because in <laughs> elementary school, people used to wear umbros and sambas just to yeah. class. Yeah, yeah. Like, are, are you going to be late for a game when the bell rings? Like, what's the deal here? Just wear jeans like a normal dude. So,
1: a certain longtime listener, Jesse, took to Twitter, not only the first week, but the second week as well, and said, "I, I just, this is so infuriating. I just, I wish I could tell Jesse why he's so wrong <laughs> his name is reed buck you might know him on twitter's bucket mm. and he is now on the line jesse hey uh welcome reed welcome to the show
6: hello hello how are you um oh, so on. okay i see what you did now
2: now reed do you know about do you know what college football is
6: Yes, I do. I'm an
2: avid Buckeye fan. Uh, okay. Oh,
6: okay. Uh, so yeah. so <laughs> did
1: not start well.
6: Strike two. Reed. So, on the wrong
1: Reed, you said some big words on Twitter and I saw them and I thought, you know, we see all the stuff people tweet at us. And sometimes things stand out and I go, you know what, maybe maybe, just maybe, this one has a point. Okay. So we thought it would be good to bring Reed on and give him the opportunity to address the issues he has with the things Jesse was saying about the World Cup and about soccer.
2: Also, Reed, I'm Eddie, and then this is everybody else, and it's nice to meet you.
1: I
4: feel like <laughs> we, nice sta-
3: too, we started a little
2: informal. <laughs> no. no. Reed, re- tell you what, why don't you, why don't you
3: say your piece, and then I'll offer a rebuttal, but I'm just warning you, it'll probably get personal, so yeah.
6: I, <laughs> I get where you're coming from, Jesse. I used to hate soccer. It wasn't until like I actually started going to matches that I started liking it and getting into it. Matches. Um, first thing that you mentioned about the how we got excited over a loss now i'm not sure has anyone explained to you the differences between a group stage match and a knockout round match doesn't matter i'm about <laughs> winning <laughs> all right so essentially what it happened this th- was, is these things should be intuitive now yeah, they're intuitive to soccer fans <laughs> okay so, this is Go. getting personal okay so, so so explain all right so essentially what happens is in the world cup you get put into a group of four we were in a group of four with germany portugal yeah. and ghana So essentially what had happened was after we lost to Germany, we had four points from our draw against Portugal and a win against Ghana. Portugal, had four points as well, but we had a better goal differential. So we still got to move on. So it's a little <laughs> crazy to understand, but we got to move on because of our win against Ghana. I'm gonna
5: read out there. You, you lost me. Read, I love this, man. I <laughs> yeah, love I this because five words in there that I,
3: I did not understand. You're clearly okay. so
2: smart. I think we may have run across fundamental problem one is that we're not <laughs> smart enough to understand soccer. <laughs> like you see yeah, I an, need
3: my games dumbed down just a little bit. Here's the thing: if if just not even the gameplay involves a lot of Math, I'm not gonna like it.
2: I don't even like that basketball is twos and threes. Like, why isn't it all just one and then <laughs> one and a high five if it was farther away?
6: <laughs> okay, go continue, Reid. Okay, so chances are the part that you know, like, if you like the whole, you know, like the NCAA tournament, as you mentioned, you know, you yeah. lose, you leave, you go home. That's the knockout stages. That's what happened when we lost to Belgium. We moved into an area where it is a win or go home. Tying does you nothing. So. Because, you know, you had also had, you know, it's mentioned that, you know, the clock goes to no end. Each half is 45 minutes. You get additional time, which is called stoppage time. At the end of those 90 minutes of regulation play, it was still tied 0-0. So there's two other, you know, two other 15-minute halves. And then if that, if we were still tied at the end of that, it goes to penalty kicks.
3: Here, here, here's, here's, my, here's my question about that. <laughs> okay, I grew what, what up in the about? era where Michael Jordan would hold the ball till it said 2 seconds on the clock and then he's going to pull out some hero antics. I have no idea when the game's gonna end when I'm watching.
2: Soccer. Right, it feels like the clock is about to hit zero, but everybody's just now getting up to get a hot dog.
3: Maybe it's just because I always put myself on the on the position of the players, and I'm looking at the clock. I don't know how much time's left. I'm taking shots from anywhere on the field at that point.
6: Right, full quarters. Oh, that, you know, like w- w- you know, once you get into like the stoppage time, people are. I mean, they're being a lot more aggressive. You know, it. You know, most of the time, like you're only going to get about you know like three to five minutes at the end of each half for stoppage time. But you know, everything it counts up to the 90 minutes. Uh, so. So, uh but in that in that knockout stage it is a winner go home thing that one someone has to win someone has to lose
1: so so you okay here's here's what i'm hearing is you are explaining certain rules but I have not heard any actual rationale for why soccer is fun to watch. Mm-hmm.
6: Okay. So I, I get it. You guys are like, you know, the whole 1-0 blowout, uh, you know, it's it's not a high-scoring game, you know, things like that. Right. 45, you know, it's like at least 90 minutes of, you know, like nonstop, you know, but the, the thing about non-stop soccer passing. is the intricacies. Okay. Like and- passing someone running down the field and being able to kick a ball exactly where they need it to be. That, that takes skill. That's what I'm imagine
3: if they were putting hold it into a hoop at
1: the hold end. Hold hold like- no, 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 no. What you're basically <laughs> describing is the WNBA. It's like, ooh, look at the fundamentals. Pass, pass, bounce, pass. Uh-oh, bounce, pass, layup. I mean, it's like nobody wants to watch fundamentals. It's not exciting. That's why they have 4,000 I- people at a WNBA game. Not even. They have four hundred people. Fair, of millions division.
3: of people watch World Cup and it could be us missing something. Yeah, That's clearly we're I'm missing starting something to wonder.
2: This is like the most popular game on the planet, yes, other than maybe Polo, I don't know but like there's something there's something wrong with us.
1: Yeah, something you, we're missing here. Yeah, so to help us see. I mean okay, so okay, just, an impressive so pass. So here's what I
6: did because I used to be in the same boat. I used to think that it was absolutely boring. Okay. And then when I was living in Nashville, they had a World Cup qualifying match against Trinidad and Tobago. Right. And my friends and I just decided on a whim that we'd go to it. And this is how unpopular it was back in 2008 or nine when this match happened. We got there as they were singing the National Anthems and we got front row tickets for 20 bucks. <laughs> 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 And this is a World Cup qualifier. When you see it live, it is a completely different experience. Like when you're in with the crowd, like okay. chanting, you know, having fun with everyone and just watching exactly how much work is put into, you know, like a game that, you know, where, like you said, a blowout could be 2 nothing. Now, we look at a game like yesterday when it was, you know, uh, Brazil and Germany, 7-1. to one, Everyone, you know, th- like that's the game that everyone wants, but those are rarities. Yeah. So
1: I, I went I went to a World Cup, actual World Cup game in 90... When was it in the U.S.? 94?
6: Ninety four, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: So in Orlando, good job. by the, way, the, at that. the. Well, I was there. I wasn't. So at to you. S- i was at, starting to oh. read. It. So at the Citrus Bowl, <laughs> it was, um, it was the Netherlands versus Ireland. And as you walked in, like I went with a group of friends, and as you walked in, they were like, you know, handing out kind of like almost stickers for each team, like who do you like who's who are you supporting, who do you want, and, yeah. and everybody was like picking. Uh, Ireland, you know, and so I was like, Ah, I'll, 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 Netherlands, give me the orange sticker, you know, mm-hmm. and so I didn't know where our seats were. So we <laughs> Did you just randomly pick the Dutch, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna support the underdog, you know, and so we go, and I'm 94. I'm I'm um, what 18 years old. Mm-hmm. It's summer. It's literally July 4th. So after the game, right. we're gonna walk downtown and we're gonna see the fireworks. Okay, right. so this is July 4th, 94. A lot happening and. So it's a complete blowout. I mean, Ireland just obliterate. You know, it's like five nothing. Okay, so it's kind of late in the match, and the the Dutch hit a goal, and I am in a section that is a thousand percent Ireland supporters. Right, and I've had no reason to cheer this whole time. Right, because I'm pulling for the underdog, and so this meaningless goal at the end of the match goes in and i stand up and turn around and i'm doing the guns at everybody and i'm like just uh, being obnoxious you know about this you know whatever embarrassing your country and these, well, drunk but he's
3: representing he's re- representing the netherlands at this point oh, yeah. representing so, the Netherlands.
1: so so <laughs> so this is late in the day he's, holland is humiliating so think about the fan base for <laughs> ireland you know they've been dr- they are well sauced at this point I had probably 20 full beers thrown directly at me.
3: And you're just a sober Dutchman <laughs> a, waiting for his moment. I'm a to sober
1: 18-year-old youth group kid who's <laughs> with his youth group friends to go see fireworks, you know? Right. And I am drenched head-to-toe in alcohol and had to then walk and spend the rest of the day smelling, reeking of alcohol with my youth group it's friends. Like so so party. I almost
3: see your, your dislike of soccer, Cameron, as you were badly scarred by an by angry <laughs> Irish mom when you were 18. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I've chosen my team by the ones that have the most elaborate and arrogant and flashy post-goal celebrations. Honestly, that's the kind of thing I love in the sports. And it seems like some of the Central American teams are really owning that. Like cool slides on the knees, shirt comes off, swing around the head. I can get into that. But listen, I can we, get into rubbing a so, goal into another. So, we, you're,
1: so your problem is that there isn't enough of that because the whole one-nothing for an hour and a half, you didn't get what you love. I want,
3: I want some antics. How about this? How about we make it more exciting by this? Making the goal... Way, way bigger. <laughs> Eight times as tall. Okay. So it's a high scoring game. Now, now, Reed, I'm just tossing stuff out there. I don't know if you have any influence in the soccer world or if, you know, maybe we can even try to invent a new sport, like something cool. You're like Smaller trampoline field. basketball, right. like the
1: trampoline arena basketball. Yeah. Smaller Goal.
3: field, yeah. massive net, put three balls on the field at three the same balls. time. Three balls! And <laughs> wait, wait, I'm not done yet. The biting thing, I mean, Let's Fine. try
6: it. You have <laughs> yeah, one you can designated. Do you, every team has one designated fighter. So basically, what you wanted, you know, like MTV's Rock and Jock basketball.
3: They, I think here's the thing, Reed. I, I think there are compelling elements of the game, but I think we need to ease Americans into it. And I think if we had, if we had Marky Mark out there, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> yeah. the, the, old, the, the old, like the guy from Sugar Ray. I'm talking, uh, you know, uh, uh, the old Rock and Jock Dream Team guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Bill Bellamy. Put Bill Bellamy out on the court <laughs> in a massive net and one designated biter, and I'm watching that game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. So you're what you want is basically Some of the, the real the world the ex- road rules cast. You want you want the XFL version of the NFL. You want you want He's he hate me the experience. Yeah. Okay. Reed, what do you think? soccer, pur- soccer purist fresh ideas what do you think kurt loader hosts the whole thing
6: you know i mean it could work it would be fun to watch that's for sure it you know, could work it'd be fun around, to watch you, there know, you, have it. Balls, you know like sucker punching people you know what, what, what couldn't it be fun about that exactly i
2: can't feel like you're thinking you made any progress because <laughs> <laughs> what happened is you gave Not us fun. some really compelling points and then listened to a bunch of idiots talk about uh, soccer I again i feel like what, we found an interesting you find yourself
6: ground. a watch party for the next united states match and just go watch it at a bar that's the experience right there
2: that's seven years from now right or whatever well, no, was,
6: there's still united states like you the men's national team will still play other matches. The next World Cup isn't until twenty eighteen. What 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 but there's other things to like there's other tournaments to And do you that. think
0: that soccer players just play like Every four years in I the
6: world. I thought they Cup? only
0: played the World Cup. So you think this is like a
2: bobsled
1: team? I thought There's this is only like, the Olympics every four years. Right. I thought
2: this is the Olympics. So they'll spend the next four years practicing and kicking it around <laughs> and going out and doing drills, going out to the you know the local field. Hacky
3: sacking and stuff. Doing
2: what they do, and then it's World Cup time again, everybody. Let's get out there and play some matches and tie it up.
3: Dude, <laughs> I, mean, I, I will say this, man. You've made a compelling point to me that that in order to really, you yeah. know, have the, the fire lit beneath you to be a soccer fan. You need to experience it live, or at least with other fans. That is something I've not done.
6: I will give that a shot. Yes, there Reed. you go. Yeah, Reed. I've done my work. Then
1: he's, a, he's, he's won me over with the intricate passing mm. observation mm-hmm. that he had. Yeah, like, I, think I, I didn't appreciate person. the passing speed of the running with the passing. I didn't. I don't I, think I fully immersed myself in how the particulars of that.
3: I'd still be happy to help organize one of these hybrid rock and jock games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll be there.
2: Reed, would you be on my team? I'd like to recruit you immediately. Mm.
5: I'll do it. Thanks, man. What are the rules about landmines? <laughs> <laughs>
4: so maybe
3: they're I like think, hold on. Well, maybe they're maybe like a Mario Kart twisted.
1: Hold this. on. Maybe they're like pudding landmines. You know, they explode with chocolate pudding or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't want oh, to be no, no, too no.
2: violent. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to get Paul McCartney involved in this whole thing. We yeah. just want to get like <laughs> we just want to have pudding everywhere. Are we going to
5: have live aid concerts for our soccer <laughs> matches? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. What would All we right.
1: call What would we call this? You know, they have the World Cup. Uh, so in in two years we would do ours what, what would we call it
4: mm, i think it would be uh,
3: it. you know it would have to be something epic enough to want people to watch you know something that's going to stand out the, the you know world
5: is a big word what's a bigger word what what, what encapsulates oh
2: the galaxy bowl the galaxy okay. bowl bowl yeah because <laughs> that bowl bigger than a cup
1: that's-
5: Oh,
3: that's a good point. thank
1: you. <laughs> this gonna be a good that's,
2: question of the week.
1: maybe the, the
3: universal I, I'm thinking it's gotta be we gotta encapsulate the entire known universe, oh
2: like <laughs> oh, the known universe because, buffet
3: yeah, because even if there are there are intelligent life forms, hopefully by this time we perfected the rules of this where we could beat them too.
2: hold on what are those what's the biggest bowl you can have like a like one of those chafing dishes is that <laughs> the what a
3: universal it is? chafing dish of awesome. All yeah, I think I we, think I think we gotta start thinking like bathtub size.
2: Oh, we're like making moonshine. What, what in about pools?
3: A pool? Yeah, I mean a pool is. If we're, if we're gonna go all the way, we gotta go with because technically
2: a pool is just a huge bowl of water, <laughs> right? Interesting. Let me throw this out there.
3: I just thought of this. If if it was a hot tub related uh, uh, uh name. The benches would be converted to hot tubs. Done.
1: Each player has his own Great hot idea. Tub.
5: I and would go and play. watch, I'd watch soccer if it was, you could watch it in a hot tub. No, the <laughs> oh. players
1: are in the hot tub, but that's terrible because oh. they're relaxed. Oh. So they exactly. come out there and their legs are kind of wobbly. You want to be loosey goosey yeah, when have, you get, get out, out there. If you ever play
6: basketball after swimming in a pool, it's not good. You know? no. You're not uh, aware of how hot these hot tubs are going to be. There will be nothing done. relaxing about
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs>
6: okay. <laughs> so it's So maybe that's the
1: penalty box is like the
3: overly hot hot tub. Yeah, yeah, It's like you may be boiled alive if you committed that. If you stand there
5: too too long, you could
3: die.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the Galaxy
3: Hot Tub. So don't event. foul. It's an incentive to keep the game clean. That's all.
5: <laughs> the Galaxy Hot Tub?
3: So, okay, I like it. Well, Reed,
1: you, thank you for coming on and setting us straight. I feel like we really made progress You're here, right. Soccer is the world's game. It's beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. It's the perfect sport. That's why they call it the beautiful game. You have won us over. The beautiful game, the perfect sport, soccer. <laughs> Bye, See Reed. Thanks, Reed. See ya,
6: Reed. See hey, thanks, guys. Have a good one.
1: All right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, oh my goodness, uh, the boys of summer are uh, full of force. And uh, wow, well, we apologize. Uh, not every week, you know, because
2: we've done the can, rebuttal for can, soccer. Can we just say though, it's going to be like this every week? <laughs> like, let's not, let's not start apologizing. This is your show now. <laughs> okay, this is, for what, we <laughs> this is what we do. This is What we do for a month. you
5: to watch to listen to this?
2: Yeah, it's cool. Go listen to the Radio Lab. We'll be back. <laughs> All right. All right.
1: Uh, well, it's time for your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, July fifteenth. Jason Mraz uh has it's coming out with yes is that how you say his name I think so I'm trying I to pronounce so. every letter in it it <laughs> feels like it's missing a vowel
2: yeah. it needs Hang on, between well, let's, let's take a time
3: machine back to 1999 when people actually talked about him
1: yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anna Calvi is coming out with uh, the strange weather EP Jungle is coming out with Jungle and Carmen yeah. uh, is releasing yeah. Beginnings uh, July 15 not um, wait movie release is coming out on Friday July 18th uh Sex Tape, the Cameron Diaz, Jason Segel one. Why is that even out of this? We, we, we're not right, right. We're endorsing that. And so it goes, uh, Michael Douglas, Dan Keaton. And last and not least, uh, Wish I Was Here. Zach Braff, Kate Hudson. That one actually looks pretty good. Could be
5: good. What do we think about it? Because there was all that controversy when you released that over the Kickstarter.
3: Well, the music is already good. They got the music uh, is good. Tony Bear and Jen yeah, um, Spack.
2: Yeah.
1: Jason Mraz. <laughs> 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 Carmen. <laughs>
2: Beginnings, too.
1: All right, well, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned up next. Slices. You're listening to Claire. Song is games. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Okay,
3: so if you live in the UK, and potentially maybe soon in the US... Uh, Netflix may have your dream job, and one thing that then Netflix is known for is making uh, accurate recommendations so basically, you know if you watch Breaking Bad it 'll look for other interesting crime dramas now they have some back end crazy algorithm that their internal professors of movie recommendations uh, have programmed, but there also is a lot of manual work involved uh, so basically somebody has to go and tag those shows with really detailed plot tags so that it can find related material on, uh, uh, among their, their catalog to make recommendations to other users. So Netflix has just put out a video uh, and they're looking for someone in, in the UK, but with the way that Netflix is growing, it it's, wouldn't be surprising to see more jobs like this open up in the United States of someone who is a tagger. And literally their entire full-time job Will be to sit and watch binge watch Netflix all day and create interesting tags for them.
2: My time has come. I think it would be amazing.
3: Now, see, I was thinking about this. Would this either be your dream job or your nightmare job? Because you would do this. You would wake up in the morning, start watching TV shows on Netflix, and you would stop. You know, for eight hours straight. Would you love it or hate it?
2: Yeah, I think I would. I'm already intolerant of anything that's not great. Like I won't just be able to watch like oh, that's that's kind of a good show yeah I'll watch a couple episodes of it and so the fact that I would have to be burning through some terrible show just to tag it would be would just I think because because
1: let's be honest you go into
2: the Netflix like. Yeah. Like deep in Netflix,
1: there is some terrible stuff. That, that's true. Yeah, I you mean, could be, you
3: could you could get stuck watching Alf all
1: day. I mean, yeah. they don't even have Alf. Yeah, I had to I had to do Amazon Prime to to, to find out. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real weird time. I group. love it that
3: that your Alf excursion was s- somehow like after you'd watched, like four episodes, you felt obligated to watch the entire series at
1: that. Point. Yeah, you know we <laughs> like, got it's him.
3: gonna turn a corner here. <laughs> I
1: just I was I was gonna tag it for Amazon, but. Uh, I, I never got to the turn. I never turned the corner. But
2: yeah, sitting and binge watching all day, I think it would be like right now I'm thinking of it. I'm like, ooh, I could do a couple days of that. Like, give me a good chair and so like, but I think like by day three, I would be, it would just be like any other day going to work. Yeah. Like, I don't know.
5: If it depended on how creative you could get with the tags, because if I was allowed to have a lot of freedom with yes. the tags,
2: you would be really like, funny with that.
5: <laughs> like, then you, like shows in which people who fold their arms mean things are about to get serious or something <laughs> like that. Yes. <laughs> then I think I I could get into that fast talking yeah. lawyer show
3: yeah i think i think we would be one of those things that you you would you're like i i got the job that's me and like a weekend you're like this is the worst mistake i've ever made in my life after you're watching like you, you know you're on hour 12 of designing women
1: or something <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i guess there's some reality shows on there
1: uh delta burke uh orlando native Little-known fact. So proud. <laughs> so, of her. So
3: you would tag it shows with Orlando natives. Uh, also,
1: <laughs> uh, Buddy Ebsen, uh, Jed Clampett from. Um, I'll be darned. Uh, yeah, from. Yeah, you'd be Hillbally's. pretty good at
2: this. Yeah, <laughs> I think you found a calling. Orlando Cameron. natives. Yeah, Orlando natives. I'm Google that. They went right now. to like
1: Evans High School, and stuff. curb your
2: enthusiasm. Larry David. The Larry David's wife, oh, Cheryl, Cheryl. went to UCF, and is just about to marry a Kennedy. Did you know that she's no. engaged to one of the Kennedys? Also went to UCF.
1: Uh, Tosh Point oh. Oh, a bit darned. Yeah, This has been uh, obscure Orlando Lance Bass, actors
2: carrot carrot top ran a 5k oh, at park last weekend. Yeah, carrot top. Everybody saw him. Did he not, Did he win the 5k? He did not win the 5k, but he won the people's hearts. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have, Eddie? Before I start this slice, I need to I need to talk to Jesse. Jesse, you know that like I, I really respect you and like you a lot. And uh, I would say this. You're fascinated. (laughs) But I am. But like professionally, you know, personally, like I love this guy. Right. I'm about to do a slice that I need you to be cool about uh, because I feel like you're going to you're going to want to hurt me on (laughs) this and I don't want you to hurt me. Somebody, and I, this is my first time using this, but somebody uh, r- wrote a slice for Relevant online. I'm an avid reader of The Relevant, and I love it. Um, the Relevant. The, the the, rele- you're Relevant. No, you're not an avid reader of The Relevant. <laughs>
4: TheRelevant.net. We, we do that site still, right?
2: I need, I need to We gotta
4: go the, the
2: relevant net. It's all just it's all just stuff I write. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it's terribly boring stuff.
3: I, I real quick, I know what you're gonna read and I want you to lay into me, man. Just no, no, no.
2: well me. I don't know who wrote this, but I'd like just to is me. i just like to read about it's, it's uh, it it was titled Teens Corner, Cats, the musical, Cats to add a rapping cat. Yo teens, what's up? You know how most musicals are totes lame? They're full of long <laughs> songs and don't have any Iggy Azalea or Divergent in them? That's not so raven. Well, there's a <laughs> it goes on and on. Well, there's they, a cool new musical. Yeah, cool.
1: It's going to be extra groovy for you and all your teen friends. So sweet. sweet. <laughs> it's called Cats. And it's pretty old, but don't have a cow, man. Andrew, Andrew Lloyd, Lloyd Webber's <laughs> updating the musical to be full of all your favorite funky fresh beats. Ch-ch-check it out. So, Lloyd Webber and then they, they did a thing about how Lloyd Webber's updating <laughs> so, yes,
2: So here's what's happening. Cats, the beloved musical that has touched... By the way, Tyler wrote that. <laughs> 100% Tyler Huckabee. Is it? No, oh, I totally knew it. Um,
3: oh, it's
7: yeah. funny.
2: That's why I was saying get personal. Oh, when it got... When it was said totes lame to this?
1: Smiley face emoticons. Bet you and your friends can't wait to catch this. Bomb.com. <laughs> New performance with all the rapping in it. Catch you on the flip side. Leave it there, a bear. See you on Broadway. Peace
2: out. This was brilliant writing. It was amazing. But I don't want to
1: bury the lead. That, I
2: very rarely laugh out loud. At I was, things. I was crying. This was really <laughs> amazing. I'm
5: super proud of it. Also, I'm trying to make leave it there bonavera thing. So, yeah. uh, well, you guys, listeners at home, please try take that. I don't even need credit for it. I just want to see it happen.
2: So I want to first affirm the hilarity of this, but I also want to...
3: One one of Tyler's finest hours.
2: It was... And he has many. uh, Tyler, it was really, really funny. And um, Jesse, I guess you were no part of this. But uh, (laughs) so here's what what the story is about. Basically, what has happened is uh, Cats, the beloved musical, is going to come back. And Andrew Lloyd Webber is bringing it back um, and he is going to do some updates to it. And one of them is, you guys all know the song Rum Tum Tugger. Uh, do you guys, know, hold on no, no. Do we know what Cats is about? Okay, number one, never heard Rum Tum
1: Tugger, never okay. seen Cats. All I know is it's grown people in cat costumes like m- licking themselves. Yeah, that I think is, of like
3: Zooly
5: Zoo yeah. as a
2: musical.
3: None of you... can, I, can I be honest with you real quick, too, Eddie? Yeah. Any further explanation you tell me, I'm going to get pretty bored.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me just or like that's kind of all, right. all I need. Well, now. then let me just give you kind of 10 or 15 minutes on what the show is about. <laughs> cats is essentially a musical about it's based off a T.S. Eliot poem about cats. Okay. Um and oh, what? Poetry. The, Come on. The whole the whole musical is about being introduced to different cats who, at some point, they're going to choose one of these cats to be reborn. It's basically
3: This sounds about even the, worse than I pictured it. Oh, best, reborn?
2: But, yeah, they're oh. set... Because they have nine lives? Yeah, it's about picking the cat that will live another life. And so basically, the entire musical is all of these cats kind of presenting their different personalities and making their case as to why they should be chosen to be, as they call it in the musical, uh, the... <laughs> The jellical cat that will soon be reborn, right? Wait, okay. Don't they all have nine lives? Listen, man, we're not talking about nine lives here. We're talking about. Is it a Jesus thing? Probably. Really? I don't think so, man. Oh. Um, so anyhow, it's very—it's always been very modern and had a real connection with the youth. And Rum Tum Tugger, his character in this, was he was kind of a street cat, right? Oh, yeah. could you
5: really quick back up the statement? It's always been a real big hit with the youth. <laughs> yeah. Do you
3: have any data on that?
2: I would say that- Or is, em- it, or is this lonely Eddie watching
3: the Emry- VHS of cats over and over again?
2: That's most of my data. Is
3: is
1: uh, hold on, but what this rebirth thing? Like, does somebody choose? Yes, and the rebirth means what? Everybody else dies is like a mass suicide, but one lives on. Right, they will come back to live a
2: better life. Come back, they're being like, yes. So we're going to murder you, and you'll come back.
4: No, sounds
5: super Christian. uh, They go,
2: they go to some. I I don't really cat heaven. Kinda, but then they come back and have a better like. It's like they're going up in the cast system. This should be confiscated system. along with Chad's take sixty. Like, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> think to like need need master-
3: get
1: resaved after watching this.
2: Well, we'll do that in just a second. Okay. But they do. They go up in kind of the cast system and have a better life. Okay, their next go around. Okay, so they're proving their case basically the whole time. So this Re- is reincarnation. This reincarnation. is reincarnation. Yes, yes, basically. Okay, yeah. this is but what for, you want to talk about on bud- our podcast. It's thing. Buddhism for cats. So okay. if that it's helps, cat it. Buddhism, kind of like cat leukemia. Oh, so does that make more sense to you? It's cat Buddhism. Okay, "Rum Tum Tugger" <laughs> okay. is one of the songs that's going to be redone by Andrew Lloyd Webber. And "Rum Tum Tugger," when it first came out, was cutting edge uh, because he was just kind of the rough and tumble cat that uh, that you kind of like. You knew kind of lived on the bad side of the kinda street. kind of like the cat from that
1: Paula Abdul uh, video, it, of exactly, two steps like that, forward, or the one Cheeto, or the Cheeto cat. Okay. So this was
2: late seventies. Chad um, is going to roll a clip of "Rum Tum Tugger" just so that you can hear the gritty edginess of it. <laughs> yeah, tugger,
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. here it is
7: yeah. He's bad. If you me a pheasant, I'd rather have
0: grouse. wait this kind of looks like a Carmen video. If you
7: put me in a house I would much prefer flats.
0: and
1: like see a flat, twisted sister yeah
2: see like <laughs> if Carmen and Twister yeah. sister did a musical it's this that we're watching right now I'd so he wow. kicked a ball, soccer ball. <laughs> All right, so you can see, like clearly, like how edgy this is because yeah. Rum Tum Tugger. If he wants, to, you, you put him outside, he wants to go inside, and vice versa. This guy I was can't gonna be say animated. this is
3: almost like a Spike Lee joint at this point.
2: Exactly. So anyhow, what Andrew Lloyd Webber is doing is he is recreating the character of Rum Tum Tugger uh, to to have to be a rapper, and he's going to rap now because he wants to stay current with the youth. So he's just—it's the Paul Abdul cat. That's exactly right. Okay. So cat. anyhow, I just wanted to bring out to everyone's attention and I want to let you know that, um, when this comes out, I will have a full review about this. B- can, can you give the us relevant a sample dot Eddie, net. of
3: what the rap will sound like? Just a little spitball, just a
2: little, uh, nope, 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 flow nope, here. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm not going <laughs> to A little, wild, a little wild and out. Action. He's probably ah. still writing it. So you, <laughs> right. maybe we could, you could flip some ideas since yeah. you care yeah. about it so much. Can we do, I think maybe, uh, we'll Chad and I'll get in the studio. Are you free? Do we have any studio time this week? Uh, uh, maybe we'll yeah. get in there and yeah, we'll do we'll lay something. We'll down. do it. Um, he says it's going to stay true to the original poem. Oh, and good. and uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber says that T.S. Eliot actually may have been kind of one of the first American rappers because if you read his poetry, it rhymes. So um, so, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we have Android Lloyd Webber on the line who's going to tell us why Cats <laughs> rules. So that's my slice. And I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention that Cats is about to be released and reborn into a brand new era. Back to you, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Hey, Tyler, what do you
1: have? <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, nothing as cool as rapping Cats, so teens, you can go back to <laughs> your <laughs> Game Boys.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Actually, this, my, this, this, my slice also involves music and maybe also involves the teens, but um, I don't know if you guys – have you guys been following as closely as I have the lawsuit that Insane Clown Posse has brought against the FBI? I'm um, sorry, closely. no. What? Closely. Well, this is – there's some very important legal things happening that involve Insane Clown Posse and the FBI and a and and the umbrage that ICP has taken against the FBI characterizing Insane Clown Posse fans as a gang – Evidently, when the FBI put out a list of gangs in the United States in 2011, they listed Juggalos, which is what Insane Clown Posse fans call themselves, Juggalos, as "quote a loosely organized hybrid gang." For all the parents out there, Insane Clown Posse is how would you describe this band? You guys who are in the know, I don't know if we have any Juggalos on the podcast here right now. Well, um, Sean
0: is not on this week. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> uh,
5: well, okay. They're they're two they're two grown men who they put on clown paint and it's kind of a kind of like if you can imagine a an even worse lip biscuit that Ooh. might be my characterization of them.
2: Uh, also from Florida, not from Orlando, but Jacksonville. Still, still really proud
1: to have. Oh,
5: I didn't know they were. I didn't know they were Florida boys. Sorry, Jacksonville. I hope
1: I'm not, no, no, no. Jacksonville doesn't count. Could,
2: that's, <laughs> that is a, that's a whole different Any, section of Florida. Anything
3: north of where doesn't count.
2: Uh, uh, anything north, north of, our of our office, Orlando, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. 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 then you get into Ocala. It's basically South Georgia, South South Alabama. It's a weird, dark it's a area. Weird, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where. They, I didn't. I had no idea
5: they were out of Florida. But after the FBI characterized them as a gang. Um, the actual members of Insane Clown Posse who are grown men in clown, pot, in clown paint who go by the names Shaggy Two Dope and Violent J sued the FBI um, saying it should be illegal for the Bureau to draw parallels between them and an actual criminal organization. Wow! Put a pin in that. Do you guys think, I mean, <laughs> I have no love for Insane Clown Posse, but I don't really understand characterizing fans of a band as a gang.
2: Well, how do they conduct themselves? I mean, it's I, not like they're I'm just not, like.
5: I'm not super
1: aware.
2: Yeah, because this might be kind of an issue. Like being a fan of a band, like, like I, I really like Iron Wine a lot, but I'm not in a gang. But like,
3: the, it'd I, be the wimpiest gang ever. <laughs> just <laughs> just uh, really the and beard gang.
2: Like, ew, it's just Yeah, to there's always weeping
3: and 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 talking, really whispery. <laughs> Such great heights. <laughs> <down> now.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Scary stuff, guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank goodness the FBI is on the case. <laughs> uh, so, but they're, <laughs> they're lulling the population to sleep. Right. <laughs> but that's the thing is, is
2: uh, uh, insane clown posse? Are there people like? Are they like rioting after all of the shows or causing general mayhem yeah, and mischief? I believe so. Yes. There, well, so
5: there is some. Uh, you believe there is some sort of violent conduct associated with being a fan of insane clown posse
3: well, well, well th- to be fair their logo is a- an insane person running with a hatchet sounds dangerous or, 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 I'm sorry a meat
4: cleaver
2: yeah and they are insane and they are dressed <laughs> and as clowns. Insane and, 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 and literally the word in posse in the is in the posse, name Posse, yeah and i insane, guess posse is right there name. The, it is in really restated it would be an insane group of people dressed as clowns which i would say absolutely is what the FBI is looking to crack F- down the on. The
3: FBI should be on that case. <laughs> yeah, at the v- v- best case scenario, you're talking about meat cleaver wielding insane clouds yeah. that are in a posse. <laughs> I, th- I think the FBI, I think people would be scratching their heads if they weren't included on the list.
2: I think if they had just left it to just clown posse, maybe it would have been like, well... You never know. Maybe they're just a group of nice clowns. <laughs> they're just a, a group
3: of people that drive in a tiny car together.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you put insane in front of it, there is a real public nuisance happening here. And, and I'm not uh,
3: sure because we
5: have, we've discussed clowns on this podcast a number of times. A number of times. And it has never been in a positive
2: light. No, but, and, but that's we've always talked about one clown. We've never talked about a whole group of them going insane. <laughs> we'll I, actually, I actually don't know much about the FBI, but I think this may be their number one priority and things <laughs> they got to take care of. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices.
4: Stay tuned. <laughs> Up next,
2: The Fray.
1: Well, you're listening to our next guest, The Fray. The song is Love Don't Die. The Fray is a rock band from Denver, Colorado that formed back in 2002. Can you believe it's been that long? They achieved huge success uh, with the release uh, of their debut album in 2005, How to Save a Life, which went double platinum. Can you imagine going double platinum on your debut album? Since that first album The band has seen Multiple platinum singles Over 5 million albums Sold worldwide And 4 Grammy nominations Earlier this year They released their Fourth album Helios Uh, And while Helios Still delivers Ample tenderness And vulnerability Lyrically It's more forceful Than any of The Fray's previous albums To talk about it Our very own Tyler Huckabee Recently caught up to him Here is Isaac Slade From The Fray
5: But from your perspective, how has the fray changed or grown as a band since you guys
8: started? We did not used to trust each other, um, and we did not used to trust ourselves. I think that's probably been the biggest difference, at least that comes to mind. We we trust each other implicitly now, and and we've really we've really come to a place of trusting ourselves and our own instincts and our own voice. And, and our own uh, reactions to things um, whether it's on the business side or on the, on the artistic side and we used to uh, second guess ourselves and third guess and fourth guess and fifth guess and um, with, this, with this record actually kind of captures a, a decade of, of um, making music together uh, there was just a, almost an impulsiveness of uh, capturing exactly where we were um, so yeah, we just, we, uh, we trust ourselves and we trust each other a lot
4: more. How
5: do you feel like that has impacted the, just how you guys sound or, or how Helios sounds?
8: Well, on a, on a really practical level, we would keep the, the third take instead of the 30th. Um, so you, if you listen to the, the first record, it's, it sounds really careful. It sounds really methodical and almost overthought in a lot of moments. Um, and there's a, there's an innocence to it, which we will never have again. Um, but there, there's a uh, is, I can hear it in my voice. Like I'm, I'm asking you to like me, <laughs> every single song, and uh, it, that kind of eroded over the over the course of the next ten years. Um, so when I listen to uh, Hurricane on this new record, yeah. I hear just an abandon. Like I've, I've, I give myself over to the song and to the moment completely. And I, and I hope that the song will hold me up and not drop me to the ground, <laughs> but you know, I'm, we're using the third take or the fourth take of the vocals and we're not really chopping them up that much and cutting them and pasting them, putting them together and getting all Pro Tools with it. We're really uh, just kind of capturing a band in a room and there's still, you know, all kinds of, of electronic elements and, and, uh you know, electronic instruments that play a huge role in this new record more than any other. But at the same time, it, it, our producer, Stuart Price, really pushed us to capture an event at a time in a summer and call it good, leave it, let it be what it is.
5: what you see for the the future of the fray now you've had Helios come out and uh, I'm wondering if you see like are you looking to change to switch things up as a band do you ever think like what if we just tried blank what if we just did this and just decided to see how it went over
8: well there have been a number of bands that were either going when we started or kind of started when we started that stuck to the same thing because it was working and because it was selling records and getting Songs on charts and stuff, and sure enough, after five or six years, everybody got ear fatigue, and um, people never say you know anything about it. They just stop listening. They just stop buying the record, and that you know you see that in, in specific artists' careers. You also see that I think across genres that people just kind of get they got sick of the hair metal thing, and then when Nirvana came out, everyone's like, oh, thank God, something new. So I, I think we're always conscious of that we're always aware that we grew up in the the, kind of the the jet stream of cold play and suddenly the piano was allowed again and emotional vulnerability was allowed again and and that was the those were those were our upperclassmen you know with team and snow patrol and and then all the kind of underclassmen right behind us um in the in the late 2000s we we've always wanted to kind of stay true to our roots in the sense of never losing who we are but at the same time like we've we've never been content to just kind of (laughs) keep the guitars clean like we've we've bought more and more distortion pedals over the years and more and more electronic gear and more and more computer programs um weird instruments and stuff I think because we we really want to not just grow for the sake of growing but we want to evolve for the sake of the box set I think we we would rather stay true to ourselves and evolve that in in the context of whatever's going on today, than chasing the trends of today and trying to trying to grow sideways from it.
5: What is what keeps you coming back to uh, to making music? You've been doing this for a long time now. You've been doing this for long enough for a lot of people to be doing any career. Uh, what, what do you What do you hope people are taking away from listening to your albums or seeing you guys live? What What do you want them, ideally, to to walk away thinking about or feeling?
8: At the end of the day, I would love people to walk away with the sense that as hard as it gets, there's still more good than bad and there's a reason to keep going. And I don't care what your story is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying like, keep your chin up or something. I'm, I'm talking like specifically doing the math, keeping the long view in mind, it's, it's worth it, I guess. I went to like a children's hospital benefit. This is a really heavy answer, but I went to a children's hospital benefit here in Denver a couple of years ago. And we did kind of the, the grab and grin, shook everybody's hand, took pictures with these beautiful bald kids <laughs> who were like pointing at my head because they had the same haircut and the cancer ward or whatever. And then um, this this nurse came up to us right for we left and said, hey, can I take you to the terminal floor, basically, where like the kids are probably not going to make it. And um, we were like, yes, yes, we will. was <laughs> so hesitant. We went up there and met some beautiful, beautiful lives, beautiful kids, beautiful parents just walking through hell. And uh, we were taking the elevator back down, and I asked the nurse, how do you show up to that every day? How do you do that job without offering yourself? And she said, she, uh, <laughs> she said she drinks red wine at the end of the day. That's one. That's, that <laughs> <laughs> she has people that she can talk to about it. You know, people she works with and people she doesn't work with. She, people she doesn't work with that like she can process through things with, so she's not alone in it. And then at the end of the day, as bad as it gets, even if she loses a patient or something goes horribly wrong, or even if it's her, her fault, there's still more good than that. Sometimes you have to zoom out to see it. Sometimes you have to zoom way out to see it. But at the end of the day, there's still, they're, they're still more good. And I've, I've held on to that, you know, for whatever career you're doing, if you're, if you're selling vacuum cleaners or if you're, if you're a $20 million movie star or something in between if you're contributing to that, to that fact, reminding people that there's still more good than bad, then it matters how well you do, and it matters how much money you make, and it matters how popular you are, but it doesn't matter that much.
4: These hearts...
1: was the fray. Make sure to check out the new album, Helios. You can find out more at the There is a
6: detriment, peddling past, treacherous past, evidence. I'm delegating all this evidence. And revolutionaries know what the consensus is. These sentences and metaphors are letting pull I let like it this medicine. Meddling with your mind, defying these petulant lies, brethren. I experiment with paragraphs. So whenever you play this on your premises, I hope you hear the emphasis. That hourglass is steady moving so I keep momentum. I mentioned in 64s, you pause for that venom. Everything I do was blasé. bars if you come through my path. You're
1: listening to Hawk House. Hawk House, that's awesome. Uh, the the song is Chill Pill, which is the last thing that you'd have in a house of hawks.
5: Might need one.
1: For the hawks to keep them sedated. Yeah. All right, it's time for a very special game. Uh, t- this week marks literally the 25th anniversary of one of the best shows ever show about nothing, Seinfeld. So Jesse's put together a game. We're doing the thing where Chad just tweeted that you guys can call and join us. And we're going to do the rapid fire thing with no prep. We're just going to hit answer on the phone. Like they're already like going crazy. So Jesse, this is your thing. I have no idea what we're doing. Take it away.
3: Okay. So uh, as you alluded to Cameron, this is the 25th anniversary of one of the greatest shows, if not the greatest, at least sitcom of all time to this point. Seinfeld.
1: No question, sitcom. I'm, a, I'm still top three on all shows.
2: I,
3: I, I, I agree with you.
1: And,
2: <laughs> and he just rolled his eyes. <laughs> this is not the time for that. We'll do it another time.
3: Uh, so, 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 in honor of, uh, of this momentous anniversary, we're going to play a game to see how well Cameron knows what Gary Seinfeld trivia or Seinfeld trivia versus our listener in a game called. <coughs>
1: The name of the game is just the Seinfeld music. <laughs> okay, the name of the game is... <laughs> is <laughs> okay, there you go. It's
3: like the Prince. exclamation point band.
1: It's it's like Prince. It's phonetic. Yeah, it's okay. it's
3: high-minded. All right, so, um, Tyler, why don't you keep score for us? I can do that.
1: I, this okay. is groundbreaking. I don't think I've ever played a game, maybe one time. Maybe real Cameron, time.
3: Yeah. And I would say, Cameron, this is the game you were born to play.
1: Well, now, now I'm nervous. You just got me nervous. All right.
3: Well, you should be. It's pretty big time. Um... All right. So how it's going to work is we're each contestant. We're going to alternate. We'll get five questions. The one who gets the most right out of those five will be crowned the winner.
0: So it's all listeners, all listeners
1: to five or, or me to five. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's do this.
2: Hello.
7: Hey, this is Anthony. Anthony, where are you from, man? I am from Spear Lake, Iowa. Holy moly.
2: Oh oh is that the full is that like the proper name of it Feel like Spirit, I, holy like moly. moly holy
7: moly <laughs> it's, it's a Christian community Yeah right well the other name is Okaboji that's probably the little town that I'm actually in but I thought that might be too much. Okay Okaboji holy I've spent moly many
2: happy summer's well, in Okaboji Well we are uh well, I'm Eddie and it's nice to meet you you are going to play Jesse take it away go for it
3: Okay so as you may be aware this is the 25th anniversary of Seinfeld how familiar are you with the show Seinfeld
7: uh moderate to weak nice (laughs) good thing you called in (laughs) yeah i know perfect candidate
3: well that that is okay because uh uh, some of these questions are in fact uh multiple choice and we're going to start with this one jerry seinfeld and larry david were both stand-up comedians who created the show together which one either larry david or jerry seinfeld worked briefly as a writer at SNL, but only got one sketch on the on the show during his SNL career, and they aired it at 12.50 a.m., the very last time slot. Was that Jerry Seinfeld or Larry David?
7: I'm going to go with Larry David.
3: You are correct, my friend.
7: That's true.
4: Congratulations!
3: Fantastic.
2: Good work. Thanks. Good luck. It work. That,
3: that's a that's a that's a point for the listeners. So, Cameron, uh, uh, throughout the series, uh, Elaine's boss, J. Peterman, the proprietor of Peter of the J. Peterman catalog, was a, was a main character. Several items from his clothing catalog were mentioned during the course of the series. Which one of the following was not a clothing item mentioned that was carried by the J. Peterman catalog? Is it the Urban Sombrero? the Bengalese galoshes, the Nepalese Sherpas toboggan, Himalayan white walking shoes, or chambray night shirts.
1: <laughs> What's the third thing? The Nepalese?
3: The Nepalese Sherpas toboggan. I'm going to go with that. You are correct. Yeah. It's a hot night. The mind races. You think about your knife. <laughs> The only friend who hasn't betrayed you. The only friend
4: who won't be dead by sunup. Sleep tight, mates, in your quilted chambray nightshirts.
3: I was thinking you were going to guess chambray nightshirts.
1: No way. I knew, I, I literally knew that I, I could tell you the whole setup for that, that scene. Okay, well, let's keep the action moving.
2: Who's our next caller?
7: Hey, I'm Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Where Ryan. are you from, Ryan? I'm from Pennsylvania.
2: Where in Pennsylvania? That's a pretty big answer. Uh, Poconos. Oh, oh, my gosh. That's like a vacation spot, right?
7: Um, yeah. Okay. It, 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 you, you doing okay? <laughs> 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 you yeah. a rough day? How's your day? I'm just, just going to win this time because I lost at Firework or Indie Rock Band last time. Did, oh, oh, we played each other, right? Wow.
2: Yeah. All right, homie. Are you ready to play this game?
3: Oh, so ready. How familiar are you with Seinfeld, Ryan?
7: Um... Pretty familiar. I watch the refunds all the time.
3: All right. Well, in in a season three episode, Kramer is given this now famous line to read as an extra in a movie. Can you play the clip, Chad? Boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. These
5: pretzels are making me thirsty.
2: These pretzels are making me thirsty. (laughs) These thirsty.
3: (laughs) These pretzels
4: are making me thirsty.
3: All right, Ryan, which legendary filmmaker was directing the fictional movie that, that was, we, was using can, Kramer Cam- as an extra.
2: Listen, wait, hold on. Cameron is just rolling his eyes. I mean, can we have some advanced level I, I don't know questions? It. I don't know it. I don't
3: know it. C- Cameron, I, to be completely honest, I wasn't expecting you to play. So I, right, I was gonna right. go deep on these, <laughs> but I figured the average listener wouldn't have an encyclopedic knowledge of the
4: Alright.
2: All right homie, what's all the right. answer? what's
8: who's the it? filmmaker? Oh man, this isn't multiple choice. <laughs> no, no. This Just, is
1: this
7: is, is this is, it's is a very obvious. prominent. Oh, and you know what? Going against Cameron was probably the worst mistake I've ever made. Is it's, it good life? Congratulations, <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! Can I get a hint? I, I will give you a hint.
2: No, will, I'll give uh, you a hint. No, well,
7: one hint. One no, hint.
2: This isn't for
3: for the players at home that don't know. It, it's it's it, this filmmaker makes a lot of movies set in New York. And he, and he is pretty much a household name.
1: I cannot believe you're giving him the answer. Uh, five seconds. You 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 really
2: only have two options. Hey, five, four, three, two, yep.
1: one.
7: Sorry, it's, Woody it's Woody Allen. It's oh.
2: Woody, Woody Allen. Sorry, The correct
4: answer is Woody Allen. Oh, thought, oh, my God. It's
2: okay. I thought it was Martin Scorsese. Thanks for playing. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right, Cameron. It's up to you, buddy. <laughs>
3: All right, Cameron, uh, uh, which star of the series Breaking Bad was not a one-time guest star on Seinfeld?
2: Not a one-time guest
3: star. Okay, so was it Brian Cranston, Anna Gunn, who played Skyler, Dean Norris, who played Hank, or Bob Odenkirk, who played Saul Goodman? Only one of those were not a one-time guest star on Hank. Seinfeld. You are correct. The answer is Dean Norris. Yeah.
1: And a gun was oh, on? I I was playing every episode of the other three characters in my wow. head. Wow, congratulations. Tyler, where are we at score wise?
3: We now
5: we now ha- our Cameron has two and the listeners have one.
2: Hello. Hey, what's your name? My name's Adam. Hey Adam, where do you live, Adam? I live in Kansas City, Missouri. Ooh, good barbecue there. Uh That's Adam, right. how much do you know about Seinfeld? I'm a fan. Okay. um, Okay. You're going to be playing Cameron Strang. Here's Jesse Carey.
6: All right. All right. right, (laughs) I think I'm getting better.
2: Uh, (laughs) I'm really becoming a professional podcast fan. Do you
3: mind playing the clip uh, from Play Now? It's a 30
1: second clip. Darren and I are finally going to test my bladder system.
7: You have to drink that whole thing?
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. It's for oil tankers. All I need to do is fill
7: some sort of rubber container with oil and then drop it to see whether or not it can withstand the impact. I understand. Would a uh, giant rubber ball work?
4: Conceivably. Well, Play Now has all kinds of different rubber balls. Why don't we test your bladder system at my office? You're not. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> Mr. Thomas Sulow likes to play dirty. Well, there's nothing
8: dirtier <laughs> than a giant <laughs> ball of oil.
3: <the> <laughs> <laughs> all right, Adam, in this classic scene, Kramer and his Kramerica intern Darren want to test their product an oil bladder by dropping it out of the window at George's office to see if it will withstand the impact. Is their experiment successful?
8: No, I do not
7: believe it is.
3: You are correct. Congratulations. Good job, Adam. Thanks, guys. And, it's all, and we're all tied up now. Two uh, to all, two. Right, all right, Kevin all right, let's see how you fare with this one. Uh, It's revealed in in a later episode that Kramer's first name is, of course, Cosmo. Uh, His character is actually based on Larry David's former neighbor who lived across the, the, the hall from his apartment complex in New York, whose last name was also named Kramer. What is the real life Kramer's real name? And you have four choices. Is it Comet, Kenny, Curly, or Kevin? Kenny. You are correct.
4: All
1: right. Cool. Did
3: you know that? for were you, Was that a guess, or did you act, are you actually familiar with Kenny Kramer?
1: I did know it because he did a real-life Seinfeld tour trying to cash in on the popularity of the show, which Seinfeld, the series, later spoofed that Kramer tried to do the reality show about Jay Peterman, or reality tour about Funny. Jay Peterman. So, yeah, but in real life, he actually tried to cash in on the fact that I'm the real Kramer.
2: Wow. Next Woo. up, we have... Uh, let's see. Here comes another phone call. Hello? Hello. Hey, what's your name? Casey. What's up, Casey? Where do you live? Phoenix. How's uh, Jojo? Pretty good. you like that joke?
5: Really, we got a million of them. Really? It's a horrible n- joke. Yeah. Well, <laughs> say it 10 years ago
2: and it might, might ring a little better. Yeah. Wow. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: That was a good joke. That was awesome. Burn.
2: Okay, buddy. Burn so, the gate. Yes. Um, we're going to be playing uh, a game about Seinfeld and Jesse Gary is going to set it up. All right.
3: All right, Casey. Uh, w- w- when Jerry agrees to write jokes for fellow comic Kenny Banya, which household <laughs> product does he base the punchlines on?
2: Oh, is Cam- Nestle's hold on, hold quick- on, pause. Cameron is literally burning with anger right now. I mean, he why just- are you giving multiple choices? I, uh, ha- I right. don't know what he's talking about. I've <laughs> never, I don't know the answer. But everybody, Cameron just thinks... Let it's me a- ask you this, Casey. Do you need yep. multiple choices or not? I think I know this one. All right. Okay. Hey, two points if yeah, you get it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I'm going to say Ovaltine. Yeah. Dude... Why do they call it Oval Team? The mug
3: is uh,
7: round. Why don't they call it Round Team? The is round. <laughs> you should call it Round
4: Team.
7: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: go man. <laughs> good. Good luck out west. Thanks for playing. All right, thanks. All Still right, Joe. Joe, Joe Jody, today. Ah Yes, your <laughs> <laughs> first callback. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Well done. All right. Next up is Cameron Strang for Round 18. So is it four three?
5: Yeah, it is now four three. The, the listeners have taken a commanding lead.
2: Because Eddie arbitrarily
1: gave two points for an obvious answer. Hey, when you oh. control the game, you can do whatever you want. All right. hey, yeah. When
3: you control the mail, you control... <laughs> Information. <laughs> you was that my question? <laughs> to be No, to be honest, Cameron, if I knew you were playing, I would have made this much harder. I was trying to think of something that if you're listening and just have a casual knowledge of Seinfeld, like I thought the majority of our listeners would, or Eddie or not, Tyler would. I would have known
2: none of these.
3: Alright, Cameron, this one had... I know you're gonna get it, but it had multiple choices, but I'm not gonna Give
2: them <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't get multiple choice anymore.
3: <laughs> when Frank Asanda awkward- creates an awkwardly sized billiard room in his home, what do he and Kramer agree that it shall be called?
4: <laughs>
2: okay. I don't get the multiple choices? No. The no? student has
1: become the teacher, and this is only the point no matter what. I'm, I'm you, playing it. The, are- it's, the, it's, it's a tiny room. They don't have enough room for the full cue stick, so they end up using the maestro's, like, um, orchestra, conductor, wands to, to play. They call it the the
0: place to be.
4: Well, listen, if you bring him by, maybe we could interest you in a game of pool.
0: Yeah, Frank here, he's got his own billiard room.
7: Yes, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, what do you call it, Kramer? billiard room. No. The, <laughs> well, the name. The, the, the billiard. What, the, not
4: billiard. What? Not the billiards. It was... Man, wow. Come on, everybody, come on. We call it the, uh, the place to be. The place to be, yes. Please, <laughs> Can, I, can, any, I, can I
1: give an honest confession? Yes. Yeah. I can't recall any memorized Bible verses.
3: <laughs> 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 yeah, next time, can we do a Bible <laughs> trivia game? If you're complaining about the obvious answer.
2: Okay, we have another person who listens to the podcast who now wants to play this game. Hello? Hi, are you here with us on the podcast? I am. Oh, hey, what's your name?
7: My name is Chris Peck. Hey, Chris. What's going on, man? Not much. I'm uh, just sitting here at work.
2: <laughs> Pretty sweet job, huh? What, do, what you do you do? What do
7: you do, Chris? I'm actually I'm a, a worship pastor in Nampa, Idaho. Got it. So you
2: picked your five songs for the week, and now you just chillax until Sunday. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, I actually, I'm I'm going to a wedding, so I don't even have to pick the five songs this week. Oh, <laughs> oh buddy! So, yeah. right, what do you
2: do all day? <laughs> what real? I, listen, listen. Nobody at your church is listening. Tell us what you're doing today.
7: What do you? Yeah, what are we interrupting? <laughs> right worship. The
2: life of the worship pastor be, is a be totally honest here. Chris. Just be really. What worried.
7: am I doing right now? What t- um, today? Well, I've been on on the internet, and I've I've read some. What'd you read? What'd you, read? What'd you read? What'd you read? What'd you read? I'm. I'm rereading Game of Thrones. So, 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 so. What? Hold on. No, no, no.
2: no. What time did you go into work today? What time did you walk into the office? Ten o'clock. You walked in at ten. You walked in. You checked the internet. You read Game of Thrones. Now, what time is it? Mm-hmm.
7: It's well, it's eleven twelve. So okay, I'm, so only me hour. Yeah, You're just warming up to
2: the day. Yeah. So, what's the rest of your day going to look like? Just give us a quick synopsis <laughs> of what you plan to do.
7: Uh, probably about the same. I might. I might. I might work on a couple arrangements or something, trying to be creative. Okay. Oh, that's a good, pretty cool uh, life, man. Don't, don't, well, don't, don't overexert you yourself. How much, yeah. how much
3: Seinfeld do you, do you watch? Like, it's, on, it's syndicated, so it's on a lot during the afternoons.
7: Yeah, like, in high school, I would watch it every day. It's, oh, Chris. It's my favorite show, for sure.
2: Oh, good.
3: All right.
2: Listen, we know you got to get back to work. Let's get going with this question. <laughs> Jesse. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay, in, in episode 152, titled The Nap, George falls asleep at his uh, at his desk uh, office at Yankee Stadium when George Steinberger comes in looking for him. George calls Jerry in a panic and asks him to call in a bomb threat. What is mm-hmm. Jerry the bombers demand?
7: Oh, uh,
3: hey, I got, I have a couple of uh, uh, choices for you. Does he well, demand? It's one, of,
7: it's one of two things. I already know. It's one of two things. It's either okay. that the stalls are too high, like he wants full-length stalls in the bathroom. But I don't think that's the one that it is. I think that it's fitted hats.
8: George, can you imagine what went through my mind when I saw there wasn't going to be enough room under that desk for me and my babies? Sorry, sir. You know what I think? I think you knew about that bomb ahead of time. What? You had a permission about the bomb. You climbed under that desk because you have ESP. Quick, George, (laughs) put a thought in my mind. Mmm, meatballs. Ah, Unbelievable. I want the talk. Anyway, this terrorist had a very specific demand no more cheap, adjustable hats for hat day. He wants fitted hats just like the players wear.
3: There it is. Chris, well done. You didn't even need the multiple choices. No, I've seen that. That's one of my favorite episodes.
2: Thanks for playing. You did a great job.
3: Oh, yeah. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Praise
3: him.
5: <laughs> I think I found my new calling. Oh, yeah. I feel called to the ministry. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's a pretty sweet gig. So how many more rounds? This is the last one, Hold right? on. What's the score?
5: Well, well the, the listeners are currently
3: in the lead, five to four. Because
1: I haven't gone yet on the fifth one, but he said five questions. Yeah. So, so I, this
3: is it. Yeah. So these are the listeners are winning five to four.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I haven't gone yet. But if I get it wrong, obviously I lose. But if I if I get it right, we tie. So in soccer in soccer style, we all win. We all win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. According
2: yeah. to Reed, it's just exactly the way it's supposed to be every four years in match. And, and
1: and therefore that's why this game is called the beautiful game. Mm.
3: Okay, him <laughs> one of the following. I don't even know why I'm doing this, because I know you're going to get it right. For the, for, the, for, for the tie. For the tie. Okay, so which of the following was not a business proposed by Kramer during the course of the series? Kramer was an entrepreneurial guy, had a lot of interesting business ideas. Which of the following was not one that was mentioned on the show? Okay, did he want to put ketchup and mustard in the same bottle? Did he propose creating a restaurant that only serves peanut butter and jelly called PB&J's? Did he want to write a coffee ta- did he create a coffee table book about coffee tables? Did he propose packaging goggles with onions to prevent tears when they're cut? Or did he want to make a cologne that smells like the beach? Mm. Only one of those was not actually on the show.
1: So we have ketchup and mustard in the same bottle. Yep. That was the cramerica one. What second one?
3: EB and J's the peanut the restaurant yeah. that serves only mm-hmm. peanut butter and jelly
1: right not to be not to be confused with the uh, restaurant where you make your own pizza pie and stick 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 it in the correct, correct. okay <laughs> third one
3: uh, a coffee table book about coffee coffee
1: tables, tables. yeah that's obviously i'm that.
3: not even going to read the last one which is a cologne that smells like beach. yeah that's obvious. Um, or or the other one is packaging goggles with onions to prevent tears when they're
1: cut so i my it's the fourth one it's the goggles and the tears and the onions yes yeah wow so you tied we tied. Congratulations! Congratulations so I get to move on to the expert level next next week.
2: Good job, Jesse. That was fun. Good, Good job. job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for playing, America.
5: I sort of feel like Cameron is the default winner because he was playing all of America and still pull off
4: the tie. Thanks.
3: You beat the collective audience of the of the of the of the people who,
1: who love the show so much that they said I need to call in and you know yeah. That's their um, okay, it's kind of like still Iron no, Chef. This still no a, women on the show. I just did a Seinfeld Iron Chef. That's really yeah. what I did. It's like, yeah. I will take on all challengers. I like it. But as long as it's not a Bible memory quiz. Uh, okay, stay tuned. <laughs> Up next, your feedback. When you're in the rim, I can't talk. I'm
2: tripping over laces can't talk. Because something of the answer is my fault. So pretty, team, that's what you do to me. I
7: can't escape the fact that I can't see myself giving it when I think it's
4: time to when I find you close to body Somehow we all settle for our fridge If we took it slowly We could make a point to not be lonely Look, it's
1: You're listening to Kilo Quiche The song is Curious They're so good Brunch
2: They're so good Every, love quiche man me too they're you like know, little like, tiny co- pies with little spinach in them uh, you know at Costco mm.
1: they have the, like little frozen hors d'oeuvres yeah. the little trays. even of little the Costco quiches. quiche are really you just, good just like pop them in
2: have you have some friends over yeah, you're playing a little Seinfeld Desmond, DVD. Mm-hmm. sit so, alone with a box of wine and have it just a fine weekend for yourself yeah, there, there's <laughs> nothing I
3: like to do to unwind than <laughs> to drink box wine and eat microwavable quiche by myself man, and watch an old Seinfeld
2: that, that is the Jesse Carey zone right there <laughs> <laughs> so
3: hey hey listen babe Uh, I'm thinking we just hang in and nuke some quiche tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had a stomach ache in a while. (laughs) There's nothing like frozen egg and cheese and spinach to put in the
1: microwave. All right. uh, Well, it's time for your feedback. So before we do the question of the week from last week, I have two items here that came in the mail. So the first one that came in the mail, um, I want to show you guys real quick. Look at this. This is the letter. This is the letter that came with it. It is a laminated letter of letters cut out of a magazine. Terrifying. Yeah, this is... And and the words say, this is (laughs) cheesy, but we wanted to send you a letter. This is from fans of the show, the Dowlings. And they sent us... Cheese and a letter that was knit. They, they, they knit the An letter R. R.
0: And I'm so assuming for the relevant. This is
1: cheesy, but they wanted to send us a letter. So there you go. We appreciate I'm it, Dowlings. It's unbelievable. Very and it's nice. really cute. And then yesterday in the mail, I haven't read this yet, uh, we got a package that says, Hey, guys, because summer is upon us, and that means one thing, grilling season, we know you're very cautious and concerned about making sure your bananas cut up correctly. Hello. That's our banana slicer. Um, when we saw this, we knew you'd probably have some <laughs> convictions about your hot dogs as well. Mm-hmm. As an added bonus, it comes with a dipping sauce tray for added convenience. So, boys of summer, enjoy your feast of properly cut hot dog pieces. And the 10% and faithful road trip listeners, Jeremy Little and Little Mel, they gave their Twitter names. So, they sent us a hot dog cutter that looks like the Husser Banana Slicer. and Very small. It's... Smile. Uh, it's for bana- it's G- for hot dogs. Why in the G- world G- would you G- need to G- cut you- a Can banana? Can I be honest,
3: though? I'd be afraid. if I, are, are they sharp edges on it? or it No, just it's just like, like the banana plastic? slicer.
1: It's all plastic. You I know what, what
3: that actually is? That's a hot dog smasher.
1: I don't understand yeah.
2: why this would ever... Why would you ever cut a
1: banana? Why would, why would you need... It's the same reason why you would need the banana slicer. Literally. Same exact reason.
2: No, no, it's not. Because with a banana slicer, you cut it up, you put it in the oatmeal, you put it in the cereal. Children. Can't eat hot. They need to have small cut hot dog pieces.
3: But, but am I the only one who's concerned about with a banana? You know, when I press down, it's going to cut through the banana. If I have a hot dog with, you know, just mildly tough skin, I'm just going to up smashing that hot dog I, into for,
2: the table. I don't want to bury the most important point. Thank you for sending that. That was very went, sweet. Oh yeah. Well, yeah now is. I need to try to understand this.
1: No. Well, I think we need to just try it out. I have I have hot dogs. I'll try it out tonight.
2: Okay.
3: I, I was I was hoping to say you have hot dogs like with you at the moment. Thankfully, <laughs> <Like I> have- <laughs> uh, it's a normal. Normal day, so I've have numerous hot dogs with
1: me. Yeah, my left coat pocket—that's so where I keep them. Um, anyway, well, thanks to the listeners, we like oh, getting presents. This fun. It's nice. Okay, so last week we asked you what's something uh, you missed the first time around. So something big, uh, like the Roots mini series, or or Goonies, or. Seinfeld or something just something that just came and went you missed it uh, but you came to it later you came to it as an adult or a young adult and um, experienced something that everybody else experienced like a decade earlier what was that thing and what did you think about it seeing it with fresh eyes you know Mm. later you guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevant magazine.com you hit us up on twitter at relevant podcast and you also posted on our facebook page
2: here's a few of our favorites Lee Thomas wrote The West Wing. I was 12 years old when this f- sh- uh, show first came out and uh, clearly was not intended for a 12-year-old but watched recently and loved it. And I could not agree more yeah, with Lee. I, this, still
5: never yeah, I can relate to Lee's because I'm in the throes of West Wing right now. I uh, didn't see it when it came out and, and I'm enjoying it a lot. It, is, but, but it does hold, hold up.
1: Hold on. So Tyler, you're watching it fresh eyes now and you've already seen like the newsroom and the yes. other stuff he's done. Yes. W- w- Do you feel like the stuff he's doing now is better or does West Wing hold up?
5: I think I, as somebody who's, I didn't really like the newsroom. Newsroom didn't hold on to me all that much, but I did like the social network. And I think the social network's really good. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that I put the West Wing probably between those two. I think the West Wing was probably a, when it came out, it was fresh. It's fun. It's fun to pretend that politicians have our best interests at heart and are, and are working hard to make all of our lives better and uh, and I don't think that style of really optimistic television shows is really in vogue right now because we like our TV shows a little bit grittier, a little a little more Walter White than President Bartlett. But uh, but both Liz and I have been man, we learned a lot about politics, I'll tell you that, or the way we wish politics were. How far so are you-
3: sort of the opposite of like House of Cards? Yes. Yes. That, you, it, it's it, the anti House of
2: Cards. It inspires you to believe that government has your best interest in mind. Tyler, how far are you into the show?
3: You know we uh, we
2: just kicked off the third season. Oh yeah, it it is. You are about to get into the very sweet
4: spot of
0: this. That's show. where I am too, Tyler. Yeah, and and I. You guys should have watching parties. Yeah, should watch yeah. it together. Chad. We should watch it over like Skype. Facetime, like Facetime.
4: Like
2: yeah. set up yeah. your iPads. I'd love to watch it. Oh, oh Tyler, Brie that'd be and fun. Just, yeah.
5: and that, you want to do screen share?
2: Yeah, Jesse, come on, hop in and watch watch it with us because Bree and I just started season one again. We watch it like every two or three years. You should <laughs> the West Wing. Yeah, man, it's like incredible because we're like sitting there, we're like, oh, okay, what do you guys want to get into now? And we're like, okay, I guess we'll watch The West Wing again because it's so good. Love that show. All it's right. a great show. I like it. Good point. I don't Lee. like their liberal political agenda. Yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, you sorry, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm
3: a freedom lover, uh, I'm not a freedom hater, so uh, I probably won't watch, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Caleb, Caleb said that uh, he recently started watching Seinfeld, but also uh, he had never watched an episode of The X-Files until last month. Now he is hooked. You know, I'm in the same boat. I have never seen an episode of The X-Files.
2: Me neither. Oh, Me really? Either.
3: I've heard it's a great show. I've never Vince seen... Gilligan got his start on that show.
5: Vince Gilligan got his start on The X-Files. I didn't watch it until a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, I suppose, that I got into and I And I enjoy it. I would say I enjoy 6% of The X-Files. You know,
1: ironically, also a uh, writer on the show only made uh, was only part of one episode, and his words only appeared at the very end. Larry David... Uh, also on the X Files.
4: <laughs> the last ten minutes, yeah. yeah. Not a
3: good career move. Not
1: not not a good episode of the X Files, actually. <laughs> it was very
3: dry, very dry and observational. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of a left turn, a little unexpected, but you know that's what they wanted to keep the, the viewers guessing.
3: It was the episode about nothing, right? Nothing happened that whole episode, <laughs> except, except Mulder and Scully wandered around making neurotic observations about <laughs>
4: Manhattan.
3: I remember that one. It was weird.
2: Chris Moore said, uh, cheers. Which I thought that was a good one.
5: I appreciate Scott Corin here uh, saying that he didn't watch either Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Firefly until a year or two ago. Um, and then he felt like he missed out on a great community by not watching those shows while they were on the air. Buffy was one of the first shows that I ever got into. I was a big Buffy fan in uh, back in early high school, but my parents wouldn't let me watch it, so I had to sneak down. You know the whole story.
2: <laughs> Chris, <laughs> I was that way with the, the Simpsons. Chris Hope had a great list of foods that he'd never tried. Uh, hard-boiled <laughs> and deviled eggs. Are you serious? Yeah. So what does he really? think? Coming coming late to the deviled egg yeah, game, what he, does he, think? he I think? I think he liked them. I actually,
3: well, I, I wonder what
2: prevented him
3: up until I know that's the funny thing to eat a boiled egg. Had, had you never yeah.
2: been to like a church, be- like a Wednesday night potluck? There's always that little They're plate of devil Powdered donuts, which seems like some sort of crime. How you haven't had a powdered donut until recently? Oatmeal, <laughs> mangoes, and burritos. But That's no uh, nonsense.
3: What kind of life was he lead? I mean, some I know, of the powdered donuts and burritos he, I eat regular I eat boiled eggs. Did you just get let out of
2: prison? Yeah, yeah it's just like here's <laughs> some like ice and some like, you know, water and ketchup or something. Now, do you
3: just eat ice chips and ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> you grew up in a family that only allowed ice chips and ketchup. Oh, <laughs> Uh, Jay Gray said that see, when he grew up, he wasn't allowed to watch the, the Simpsons. So once he became of age, he doesn't specify what that is, he watched every episode and loved every minute of it. The Simpsons is a great show that, for the most part, holds up, uh, I would add. Uh, Terminator 2 was a similar uh, situation. Now it's one of his favorite movies. Cameron, you, you weren't allowed to watch Simpsons either?
1: No, because Bart was disrespectful. Yeah.
3: Did, you ever, did you ever go back and rewatch it all?
1: No, 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 I snuck it. I watched. Oh, it. Okay.
3: Okay. Uh, J- John said uh, he he named a couple, but uh, one that uh, we haven't talked about. Thirty Rock. Well, he yeah. mentioned Chuck and Breaking Bad, which he just came to recently. Um, but Thirty Rock, he said he just started watching it last se- uh, last week and already finished season one, and said it's a very funny show. I've been re-watching Thirty Rock lately as well. And the, the, the comic pacing of that show is, is unlike any other sitcom on TV it's right now. Those, those first
5: two or three seasons are just so on yeah. the money for 30 Rock.
1: Okay. Well, there's a lot more feedback. If you want to chime in, uh, go check out last week's episode page and uh, see, see all the comments there. Okay. It's time for this week's...
2: Editorial Question of the Week.
1: Hey. All right. Well, earlier in the show, we let uh, Reed Buck, uh, Twitter Bucket, uh, represent every soccer fan in the world and set us straight on why it is the beautiful
2: game, the perfect sport. And he was unsuccessful. So, and well, he did a very good job. He tried. We are very narrow minded. Okay. In fairness to him. So I give him a, give him a solid was, B
4: plus. I think
2: you could have had Pele on the show and we would have still been like, okay. Oh, uh, go okay, triple uh,
6: basketball.
1: Apparently Orlando city soccer MLS season next year, just signed the biggest player in the world. Yeah, I guess so. And it's, his name is spelled. Kaka. And I'm like, it's, but there's like an an umlet or a a thing, and like it's probably kaka or kaka. I don't don't know how you say it. It'd
0: be amazing if it was kaka.
3: That'd be a cool chant for everybody.
1: (laughs) Apparently, it's a big deal. Yeah. So, anyway, we got asking Reed. We didn't ask Reed. Jesse just took the reins on this and started improving upon the sport.
3: I, yeah, he was giving me inspiration when he was talking about it. I was like, "This, this isn't a very good case." I'm going to take this conversation where it needs to That's
1: go. That's what he does. He's he's inspirational. Yeah, and so we got thinking. Basically, he was turning into a, a rock and jock version of uh, soccer. I liked Jesse's. You know, to improve scoring, make the net uh,
2: eight times larger. Huge. You know? <laughs> Twice as large yeah. net, half as big a field. Yeah. What would One you, biter. So
1: the question of the week this week. <laughs> one biter. A, does one designated designated a biter. biter. One does guy. Biter. Yeah,
2: one guy. He can't touch the ball. Yeah. He is just out chomping. His <laughs> sole purpose is the bite. <laughs> um,
1: so basically, you got to keep your eye on where the ball is and well, where the biter is. Where, where the three, three balls different? are and yeah. the biter.
2: Three balls and a biter. That's what you got to contend with on a field that's about 40 feet long with hey, two billboard signs. You guys are
3: laughing, but if this was a pay-per-view thing, I'd be rich. Yeah, <laughs> Like, if I could get the insurance money for this, everyone would watch. So, so we want you to like help us. Like a Mayweather us. fight, I'm telling you.
1: We want you to chime in. Here is the question of the week. What would you do to improve soccer? What would you
2: do to make the game more <laughs> And I want I, I would like to also say that if people are like, Oh nothing, it's a perfect Okay, well nobody's gonna read that. We're only gonna read stuff that <laughs> makes soccer better. Improvement
5: for everything. There's room for improvement always, right. no matter how you feel about soccer.
2: Always.
1: Designated <laughs> biter. That's even a really- if it's a, listen, listen, even if it's the exact same game. One ball, everything's normal, but there you really is a, a biter. designated biter. Yeah. And just
0: imagine, you have to keep your eye on two things: right, right,
4: right, where's yeah. the action
0: and where's the
1: biter. Because you
4: know that there's going to
0: be the one guy that's just hanging out waiting for the pass, and he totally forgets he's about the biter. <laughs> he's always lurking.
3: He's always lurking. He's not wearing a different jersey. It's not like the, the QB that has a sticker on his helmet. It's like, I, I, if I'm not paying close attention, it's more of a cerebral game. It's like it, it becomes more of a chess match. At that
1: wait, game. wait, is this like WWE like tag team style? You could tag in and become the. The oh no. yeah, anyone
3: can be the designated biter, but there only can be one. This isn't. This isn't. You can, you can sub your biters. Biters.
0: Yeah. And I think the best part of this is like you don't tell anyone who the biter is at the beginning of the game. So this so is it could like go a, on for like eighty five minutes and nobody knows. This still, could and be then like biter strikes. mystery dinner theater, and it can be someone who
2: on, is the biter, but right. it could also be someone on your own team. So you can't even <laughs> trust your friends.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> you invite no. Each team this isn't a
3: zombie.
2: No. Oh, each team has a designated biter. You just oh, don't. yeah.
3: Once you
5: get bitten, then you're the new designated biter.
2: Oh! Wait. But no, that's a thing. the thing. No, that because work. that's that it. Work. Because that do, you re- do you react or not? Because if you don't react, nobody on the other team knows that you're the new biter. So maybe you're just standing there and you're like, oh, my God, that hurts so bad. But you got to just grin and bear it because now you got to go bite a dude. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and you don't want him to be on the lookout for you. You're just biting them. So I guess the question of the week's done. We should probably think of a new one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, dramatically it, improved. So soccer. only we've improved it as much as it can be. It's not going to get better than what we've described. So yeah.
4: if
2: you want, so you want to
1: help us, if you can, uh, if you want to tell us how would you improve soccer, you can uh, chime in at uh, by tweeting us at Relevant Podcast, or you could post your replies on the podcast episode page at RelevantMagazine.com, dot com, or you can post on our Facebook page as well. Uh, many thanks to The Fray for talking to us. Uh, make sure to check out their new album, Helios. It's available everywhere. And you can follow them on Twitter, at The Frey. They're good guys. And also, thank you to everybody who called in for the Seinfeld game. That was really overwhelming to see how many numbers we're <laughs> trying to get through. Well, I guess on that note, we'll wrap it up. The Boys of Summer is uh, clearly in full effect. Shauna, we miss you. Please come back soon. I'm Cameron String. Ten minutes today
3: about biting. Please come back, Shauna.
2: I am gonna bite you. I am gonna bite all of you. And yeah. Also, I'm Eddie Koffel. <laughs> yeah. I'm Chad Michael Snabley.
3: I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler
1: Huckabee.
2: For, for Shauna, I don't know that she wants to be attached. No. To me. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, yeah, there might yeah, no
1: association mind. with what happened. Yeah. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. Check us out on Facebook and get bonus material from this episode at the podcast section at RelevantMagazine.com. And don't forget to check out the magazine. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at RelevantMagazine.com/slash subscribe. Put
3: Bill Bellamy out in the court. In a massive net and one designated biter, and I'm watching that game.